Hey, it's Gil from the Mind Buzz. Today's Mind Culture and Social Podcast. And you're listening to Pods Like Us. Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin, well known to my friends as Marv, and this time I am joined by Greg and Russ from the show DIY for Business. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us on. How's it going, Marv? Fine, thank you, Greg. How are you both doing? Doing well. Well, yeah, Yeah. we're really excited to be on your show. I'm really excited to chat with you, especially uh, one of the bits that uh, I've got down as a suggestion. So what's what's the, because um, both of you have mentioned in your shows that you have both got history with uh, being uh, in, in business. So what what is your actual history with the uh, business, uh, Ross? What, you, do you own a company yourself and have that sort of history? Um, I have owned a company. So I, I started a and I started a company as a little kind of side gig, you know, just, uh, I, I worked in radio and, um, radio doesn't pay the best, at least back in the, back in the nineties, it didn't. And so I, you know, needed some side money, some just side hustle money coming in. So I started a business where basically I was DJing I was going out and doing mobile DJ. And, um, I really enjoyed marketing that and building that business. And I enjoyed the sales side of it. I enjoyed it all of the aspects of running a business, not just the DJ side of it. So, uh, you know, I, I was like, well, maybe I could do this full time. So I started pushing more and more and more. And through the years, it uh, the company grew. I, I incorporated it in uh, 96. And then I sold it in 2009. So I ran it for quite some time before... Uh, before I sold it and fortunately sold it for profit and all that fun stuff. That was good. And the company's still around, which is great. And, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from running it. It wasn't just me. I had, uh, uh several other uh, DJs. I expanded out to doing like casinos and, uh, lighting and event planning and all of these different aspects of an event. We ended up doing, uh, we did about, in some years it was 300, some years it was 500. I mean, <laughs> there were some really great years as, wow. as, as the number of, uh, the number of events. 
Uh, and that was weddings. And, you know, we had contracts with like the Ritz Carlton hotels and Clorox corporation, major league baseball, all these different things. So it, it, it grew really well and I enjoyed running it. And then I had kids. I was like, well, you know, can I be a, a great dad and be there for all the soccer games on the weekend and still run this company? I, I don't think so. So I, uh, opted to sell the company and I started working with Greg and we worked together for, for 13 years, essentially advising, uh, local companies. And then we decided to start this podcast. Wow. That's incredible. That is so, I mean, so you get, you went from there to there. So eventually you must've had a staff that included like HR and things like that, where they'd in, interview people and take them on as staff. And then you sort of like built up sort of like that department and then Man, other departments. Running your, running your own business, you got to do everything. <laughs> you got you to do everything. You got to know everything. And that's sort of the inspiration for the show. Yeah, we call it DIY for business, you know, do it yourself because you sometimes need to do it yourself. And sometimes that's a mistake. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, you got to bring in an HR person or you got to bring in somebody to to do your accounting or whatever it is to tackle those things so that you can focus on the things that you're good at. So that's a lot of what we talk about on the show, mainly because that's a lot of what we've experienced in the past. So did, did you start by doing all of those jobs yourself? And then eventually, as it got more successful, find people to do those? Or did you carry on and do all those jobs yourself? Some of the things I did myself, um, like I, I, I hired every single person for the company. I, I didn't okay. have like an HR person. I had... Every, every person that I had working with me, I had a relationship with just because I wanted them to really understand who we are and, you know, why we did what we did as a company and you really get that company message out there. And I really wanted to have a relationship with each one of the uh, people that were going to go represent my company. I was really like, that was one thing that I just really wanted to do. So I trained every single person. I hired every person. I found every person. And sometimes it was just like, I actually, one, one guy <laughs> I hired, I was at a bar um, and it was like, uh, it was Cinco de Mayo um, and I was having a margarita. Many, many of my stories involve having margaritas. Um, but anyway, this, this Cinco de Mayo, by the way. And Russ. Cinco de Mayo. Exactly. Yeah. I've got a couple of Cinco de Mayo stories. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was at this bar and, uh, you know, and, and like hanging out and, you know, there was a, there was a, a bartender who just delivered amazing service. He was so good. Like we, okay. So we just got one drink, you know, my, my wife and I are lightweight. So we, you know, had two margarita, like each had a margarita. We ordered some nachos. We ordered some other food, whatever it was. He was so friendly, so talkative, so nice. I was like, I got to hire this guy. <laughs> this guy is awesome. And so I ended up did exactly that. And uh, I brought him on board and he actually, he now runs his own entertainment company and does his own thing too. So it's like, he went from, you know, bartending to making entertainment and hosting events, his life, um, just because of that one little, you know, nice little bit of customer service. Cause I was so focused on customer service. I found it was harder to find somebody that could deliver great customer service than it was to find somebody that could, you know, be a good host of a party or, or play music. So what about your own history then, Greg? Well, you know, I uh, was had entrepreneurship in my blood and I didn't even know it. Uh, when I was very young. Some of my first memories as a child 
was being at my grandparents' restaurant. They they owned a restaurant, and I, I was probably, I mean, this is before I started school, so I probably was three, four years old, and I remember just hanging out at the restaurant and helping my grandparents, whether it was washing dishes or greeting the people at the door and, and helping them to their seat. You know, they, they've sold the company since then, so they're not going to get in trouble for, you know, child uh, <laughs> labor loss. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing this at a very young age. I even remember, you know, this is back in the day where all the receipts were on paper and stuff like that. And I was sitting with my grandmother on the living room floor of, of her house, sorting receipts to do her taxes every year. And, and this was, you know, at a, a super young age. And I never realized that that was going to have an influence on me wanting to run my own business someday. So, you know, I, I kind of went through the traditional, you know, schooling where I went to college and came out of college, got a job. And I was in the high tech industry. And, you know, I think it was about four or five years into my career and I was doing really well in, in high tech. I realized that you know, I don't know if I want to do this my whole life, work for, you know, a very successful company. Um, so I started kind of like Russ, I started a kind of a, a side job where I was doing um, lead generation consulting for high tech business, because I was, you know, I knew the industry really well, I had a lot of contacts. So I started a consulting business. And that was my first, you know, company that I actually ran myself. And I did that for, you know, a few years. And it was, great side money as I, as I had a full-time job. But then I realized, you know, that full-time job just wasn't fulfilling enough. I was working for somebody, they were, you know, a great company, but I wanted to do it on my own. So I landed up starting my own golf business. Um, me and a friend, we started manufacturing and building custom built golf clubs. And we started with one store. It was it did really well. We started to expand, and we had seven stores um, at our height, custom building golf clubs. And that was a lot of fun. But we realized that we were going up against some of the the top manufacturers in the world, right? The Callaways, the Pings, the Titleists, and it was super challenging. How are we going to market ourselves to really, you know, make a dent in this? you know, golfing community, which was extremely competitive on the marketing side. So we decided, hey, you know what? Let's start a golf radio show. <laughs> and this was my first introduction into radio. Both the Russ and I have, you know, backgrounds in radio. So we started our own golf radio show. And the thought there was, well, if we had extra advertising space, why don't we advertise our own stores? And that's exactly what we did. And uh, lo and behold, the radio show became even more popular than our stores. <laughs> and it was a lot easier to run because you just had to do a show. We, we did a, a two-hour show once a week. Um, we got syndicated on um, you know Clear Channel, and then we got picked up by Armed Forces Radio. So at our height, we were heard by over 2 million people each week on our wow. golf radio show. Wow. And... Uh, and we were selling the advertising uh, time for it. And so it got to a point where we sold out all of our inventory and there really wasn't much for me to do except for maintain our accounts and do that one show each week for two hours. So I decided to go out and, and work for a company just on the side. And that got me introduced to kind of where Russ and I eventually met. Um, I, I took a company 
nationwide as far as expansion goes, and it got sold. So then the, the founder of that company and myself decided that we're going to start our own. And that is the company that we eventually hired Russ on to do all of our marketing for us. And, you know, that company is, is 20 years strong. And, um, yeah, we, we've been able to grow that. And it's been exciting because we work with so many different businesses and consulting with them to help them grow. And each business is a little different. They're looking for different things. So we've taken that knowledge and brought it into our DIY for business uh, podcast because we have had so much experience in working with different types of businesses for reaching their different goals. And we're just trying to share that knowledge now on our podcast. Well, the great thing is that you've both picked um, uh, or you both did pick uh, areas that were where there was a need, should we say? I mean, you know, the the uh, the entertainment business is always a need for 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 people to work in events and to provide all that sort of service. And the same with the uh, the the uh, the golf clubs. I mean, I'm, I'm I won't be surprised if you did you know incredible business for that because you know it's a multi million pound industry in a way that the the golfing because there are so many. So should we say? millionaire golfers well lots of people are golfers whether they're millionaires or not but the richer people if you can provide a tailor-made club for them then that is an incredible niche to get into yeah and the timing was really good for that uh we started right at the height i I would say no right at the where tiger woods started to become really popular and I mean, if you remember back in those days, everybody was getting into golf. Uh, you know, it, it got more diversified, different uh, races, genders, everybody got really pumped up about golf. So talking golf on the radio, we never had a shortage of stories and content and people that we brought on for interviews because everybody was super excited about golfing at the time. And it's gone through its ups and downs, and we're seeing a resurgence in golf, uh, you know, with the pandemic in the in the recent year and a half, two years, that more and more people are getting into golf because that was something that they could do and it was safe. So we're seeing a, a resurgence in golf again. Absolutely. What's up, everybody? This is Chris from the podcast Real Film Reviewed, and you're listening to Marv on Pods Like Us. Absolutely. So, first of all, then, how were you introduced to podcast in the first place, um, Russ? Well, you know, uh, so actually, Greg and I, we started doing a sales podcast just for internal sales team. Okay. Uh, we figured out that was a way, because they're always in their car, a way to train them every single day. <laughs> and um, it, it was just so much fun working with Greg that... I was like, wow, I really, really need to do more of this. So I, I kind of went all in on podcasting um, right or right before the pandemic. I had this idea. And um, just because I still might do this one idea, I, I won't throw it out there on the air. But um, <laughs> I had this idea for a podcast that basically became impossible because of the pandemic. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess I won't do that. So I, I reshifted and I started a daily podcast called This Is Today. And I basically chat for 10 minutes each day about the either the historical events of the day or 
you know, whatever random national day it is that day or world celebration, you know, type of thing, whether it's, you know, national cinnamon roll day or something. Right. I talk about those goofy things and make fun of it a bit. And, uh, and then uh, that podcast started to grow and, and it got me more importantly, experience every single day at doing podcasting. And then I started a, another podcast called learning more where it's like an interview podcast where basically I'm doing, doing kind of, you know, what you're doing here. There's, there's something that I find of, of interest and I want to learn more about it. So I, I bring them on my podcast uh, called learning more. And then I was like, well, you know, this whole thing, I got to get Greg on this because I had so much fun working with him and, and it's so enjoyable to have somebody where, you know, you could just bounce something off of them. They just go with it. They, you know, I mean, well, he laughs at my jokes. That's always good. And, uh, you know, we're always going the same direction on, on the podcast. So it just worked out so well together in our sales podcast that I was like, we, we got to do this. So I, I just, you know, basically kind of said, Hey, let's, this is, this is our new thing. Let's start doing this. Let's get you a microphone. Let's get this, let's get that. And, uh, yeah, we, 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 I don't know. We're, we're through our first season. We're, we're setting up for our second season and it's still just as much fun now as it was then. Sometimes even, even it's getting more fun <laughs> as we do it more. <laughs> I would say it is getting more fun, Russ. I enjoy it. You know, now that we're more experienced at it, we're getting better guests. Uh, it is more fun for me at least. Then when at first it was just like dipping my toes in the pool, right? It was like, oh, it's a little bit chilly. You know, I got to get used to this. And mm -hmm. once we started getting our rhythm, um, I think the show has, you know, really evolved over this first season. I can't wait to what we're going to do in, in season two. We're already in planning for it. it it's pretty exciting. Well, you've already got some, uh, you, you've already shown variation in the, the guests that you have. I mean, uh, this most recent episode that I've listened to with the author, that was uh, that was an incredible interview. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, thanks a lot. I, I got to tell you, you know, Russ mentioned that, you know, he has two other podcasts that he does by himself. Marv, you have your podcast that you, you do by yourself. I have the ultimate respect for both of you and all the podcasters out there that do a, a solo show. I mean, I have the luxury of having Russ as a partner and co-hosting with me. So, you know, it, it just flows by so quickly. Our shows just happen, you know, usually they run between 30 and 40 minutes and, and we kind of joke because it's like the fastest 30, 40 minutes we, we have throughout the entire day because it's just so much fun and it just flows fast. Mm -hmm. So. I think it's just amazing for all the podcasts out there, podcast hosts out there. They can just do it by themselves. And sometimes they don't even have guests. They're just, you know, giving content and providing great information for, for the entire show by themselves. It's, uh, I, I give them all respect. I think it shows the incredible diversity that there is in the podcasting world, though, as opposed to what there is in the, the, the world of commercial radio. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think that... Um, I think commercial radio, you've got a problem where, well, I'd say it's a problem, but it's it's sort of an understandable problem where the corporation behind it, they'll be looking at numbers and they'll be thinking, well, what would make the numbers? Whereas the, the best thing about podcasting is that it gets those... Um, it gets the audiences that aren't catered for, shall we say, by the, by the commercial radio stations. Yeah. And, you know, I've been listening to your show, Marv, and, and what 
I marvel at about your show is you have, you know, a different genre of podcast on, you know, each time. And yet you're so familiar with that topic where you can interview that person and have great conversations, no matter what the topic is, whether it's the Beatles or classic movies or robots or now business, uh, you know, you're able to, to carry that conversation. And that's not easy to do. I'd like to think that I've got a mind that's open to new things and to learning new things and a mind that's sort of interested, really, I suppose. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess that's a little bit why Russ and I work so well together is because, you know, we're only talking about business, but there's so many different sides to business. There's there's no there's no end. Right. So there's always something to learn. I think it's a good thing to be open and to learn, be, be willing to learn new things as well, because I think it makes, I'd like to think that it makes you a better person to understand other people's points of view and where they're coming from as well and what makes them tick, should we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, I think, you know, with, with the way that the world is, uh, and, and I'm not talking like politically here, I'm just saying like technology-wise, you always have to be learning now. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever you learned many times, it, it, you know, if you learn it today, it, it it's going to be outdated in, in a month or a week or even the minute you close the book that you're reading. You know, it's it's interesting how fast life is moving now, and specifically with technology, it changes so much. You, you you've always got to be learning. Yeah, that was an interesting one um, that, that I got from, um, you've just reminded me with uh, the recent episode where, was it you, yourself, Greg, where you were talking about um, uh, the industry of technology where you you, you, put, you picked upon the the comment from, the, from one of um, the author's books, which was the, um, oh, um, something about the, uh... not being better, but to, to create something that was completely new, not don't lay, look for better. Lay an egg and make chicken soup. Was that yes. the one? Yeah. 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 That was a, a fascinating interview with uh, Aria Brish. And, yeah. you know, he, he was an author of that book. And, and basically the gist of it is if your company is not innovating on a constant basis, your competition is going to pass you. And I mentioned earlier here that I used to be in the tech industry and there's, there's no industry that is evolving faster than technology right now. Like in the tech world, if you're not innovating, you're not coming up with better products or new products that, that offer a solution to problems that haven't been solved yet, you're going to get passed by by your competition. And what was also fascinating about that interview was not just innovating product, but innovating processes within your own organization as well. Because, you know, there are better ways to do a process, to do a function within the business. And if you're not looking at how to optimize, and Russ can talk a little bit about automation, because that's we have this one, one uh, episode <laughs> called Automation Sensation, which Russell is just drooling over. But if you're, if you're not innovating your processes, then you know that's going to be a detriment to your company as well too. So there's a lot of ways to innovate to keep moving forward, and and I thought that was a, a real interesting interview with Arya. I thought Russ was going to carry on from there and say something. Oh yeah, no, I I was just going to say yes. I love the 
love the automation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's it. The automation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, it, it's, it's nice to like, uh, um, in, in talking, um, about that book and about, you know, like we, it, here's the thing with the show. Well, you know, um, we, we like to have a little bit of fun too, you know, and, and with Aria, uh, we got to have a little fun. We talked about chickens, you know, because I've got chickens in the backyard, which we discovered in, in that episode. chickens in the backyard. Ex- exactly. And, you know, it's like these things that, you know, yeah, that's that's kind of an odd thing to uh, to uh, talk about on the podcast. Right. But we we're always talking about things and, and sharing our experience with uh, and, and we like the, with the audience and we, and we like to bring on like learn from Aria and learn from his, you know, mistakes, learn from his, you know, wins, learn from his losses. And I felt like that's a lot of what his book was too, by looking at various bits of innovation throughout the years, whether it be, you know, whatever it was, I think he went all the way back to Tesla or something, you know, like Nick, Nikolai Tesla, not, not the current Tesla. So like, just, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's fascinating to be able to talk to somebody like that, that has put together that much research just on innovation. So it's it's a thrill to to be able to have those types of interviews. Well, I know I'm going to be thrilled to find out how you'll, you know, when you tell me about the, the cows that you own and the pigs as well in the back garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta, I, I, I got to work on that. I got to expand the farm a bit. I, I yeah, need a bigger house. Yeah. <laughs> At, at some point during this interview, Marv, you're going to hear my dog barking, and, and and you know my my dogs are kind of the uh, the the mascots for our show because they they love to contribute to any podcast we do. You'll you'll hear them in the background. I have heard your dogs in the background. <laughs> I should have should have mentioned them when I've put down my blogs and uh, posted up about the show. Actually. <laughs> Hey, this is Jack from Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to my man Marv and Pods Like Us. So, uh, before we come to, we'll carry on with that and come back to another another point a bit later. So, how do you research the shows and how do you get hold of the guests that you have on your shows? Well, you know, we're actually, it's, it's, it's interesting that you asked that because right now, we are in the midst of planning season two. Now with season one, you know, initially when you first start a podcast, we, we started it um, last November where we did like little test shows and messing around and just trying to get everything, you know, set up. And then we actually launched in April. So we, we had a lot of a time there in the beginning to just kind of get everything right, you know, before we launched the show. And, um, you know, with that season, it was like, kind of like, let's just come up with something. Let's just, you know, <laughs> let's, let's figure it out. We got to get a show on by Thursday. What are we going to do? And it was more, it was, it was probably a little more, uh, a little more chaotic than it's going to be in season two. So, you know, cause we were just learning like how and what topics and what we should talk about and how the show is really going to run. So for season two, what we're doing is we actually put together a little, uh, we're using Airtable. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but it's this interface where you can, basically put in a bunch of data like you can in Excel and you're moving stuff around. So what we're doing for season two is we're coming up with ideas. All of the various ideas that we've had, like when, when we're talking to Aria, actually, I wrote down like three or four different show ideas for future episodes that we that I would love to dig in more and talk about. So the, the current guests really, and those conversations really like help me and Greg to come up with new ideas for 
for additional shows. So then we put them on there and then we just start looking around for guests. You know, we're using every possible source out there to try to find, you know, quality guests to talk about various topics that uh, we've decided that should be on the show. And then we also, in every show, we ask um, our audience to contribute as well. So if they know somebody or if they've got an, a, a business problem that they're trying to solve, they can let us know and we'll build an entire show around it. So we're trying to, you know, have that interactive part of this as well, because, you know, the people listening, that's who the show is for. So if they want to, you know, contribute and come up with an episode that we should talk about, you know, some sort of topic that they need to learn more about, like, let's do it. Let's, let's put that on there. So that's basically been the process so far. And the other nice thing about once we have a topic, we usually go online and research that topic uh, and find out, you know, who is respected in that that area of business, right. mm-hmm. uh, you know, through either social media or just plain research. We find out who are the, the experts when it comes to that topic. Who should we be talking to? Who's written books about it? Who has podcasts about that topic? So once we do our research on that, then we we reach out and we figure out, you know, this is the right uh, person that our audience would find interesting and, you know, valuable, uh, you know, information about whatever topic is, whether it's marketing or accounting or legal advice. Uh, you know, we're always looking for somebody that's very reputable and, and people can uh, really respect their opinions. Yeah, because another person that you had on that was really fascinating would be, uh, is it Sue Willite, who was the fantastically titled Success Attraction Expert? (laughs) Yes. Now, that's a title. She does have the greatest title ever. It's not an awesome title. (laughs) Isn't it? Isn't it just? I, I always thought that, you know, if I ever get just to make up a title for myself, I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, if I can't, I can't use Sue's because she's already using it. So I thought mine is going to be Greg Louie, friend of maker. Ah, what do you like think that. of that? I like that one. What, what's your job title then, uh, Russ? Uh, guy that sits next to Greg. Ah. <laughs> and I'm the guy that talks to Russ and Greg. <laughs> Yeah, Sue, Sue was awesome. Sue was a lot of fun. Um, and you know, we we what the unfortunate thing about the podcast is that the listeners don't get to hear the pre-talk and the post-talk because we have so much fun in that as well. <laughs> you know, like we end up some of these guests we end up talking to for a, a good, you know, hour after the podcast, just you know, chit-chatting about stuff. And I think, you know, Sue by the end of it was like, we gotta go get lunch. <laughs> Or we got to go play golf. We got to go do something. We got to hang out. So I'm sure at some point here, we're going to be hanging out with Sue because it was just so much fun talking to her. And that was the first time we ever spoken to Sue. You know, we, right. we hadn't had any relationship with Sue prior to the show, but in, in that, you know, 30 to 45 minutes that we interviewed her, we developed such a connection and a relationship with her that, like Russ said, we end up spending more time with her after the show than we actually recorded for the show. And uh, yeah, we are going to plan on getting together somehow uh, in the future here and uh, yeah, just have some fun and have some lunch or golf or whatever. That's the interesting. Sorry, carry on, Greg. 
No, I, I mean, that, that happened with Sue, but this has happened a number of times with, with our guests where, um, you know, we interview them for the first time and then a relationship develops just from the, from that first interview. And whether it's an online relationship where we're, you know, contacting each other and texting each other or, um, you know, through social media, talking with each other, or in Sue's case, it just so happened that she's within driving distance of both Russ and I, that uh, you were actually going to get physically get together and, and have some lunch. Wow. But yes, I've found that as well with the, when I've chatted to people who, you know, in the, in this show, and there's just like, I've, I've not talk, spoken with them ever before. And, and then suddenly I've built up, like, I'd, I'd say almost a friendship with a lot of these people. It's just the strangest thing. It's interesting how the podcast world is working like that. It, it, you know, it's one of those things where um, they all support each other. And that's what's really cool about the, the podcasters that, you know, we've spoken to and, and uh, interviewed on our show or, or just, you know, through social media. Everybody wants this industry to grow. And we're, we're at a point where there's tremendous growth on the near horizon for, for podcasters. And I think everybody's in it for the right reasons and, uh, you know, want, want to support each other. Yeah. And to, to go to another point, you know, about what you were saying where the, the pre-show and the post-show chat, uh, recently when I was talking to um, Matthew DeSantis, who I was talking to him about his horse racing podcast, but he also does a podcast on politics as well. And so in the pre-show chat, we were just generally chatting and I caught on to something about him where it, where I'm, I sort of knew that he had an interest in film, but as we were talking, I thought this guy hasn't just got an interest in film. He loves films. So <laughs> that meant that then when it came to soon after that, I arranged one of the group shows uh, and it was going to be about, uh, we were going to talk about what, what makes classic film. I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invite Matthew to be a guest because I know how much he loves films. So it's those things that you find out where if you didn't have the post or pre-show chat, you wouldn't pick these things up and get that rapport where you know these things about these people. And he absolutely loved being a part of that chat because it put him into a situation which um, for most of us as well, it's just a natural conversation that you would have with people. It's not what you, your job is per se or what your show is about, but it's something that you absolutely love that you can talk about. And he, he just found that interest. He, he, he loved doing that. And I like the fact that I was able to give him that moment of chatting about one of his favorite things. Yeah, somehow it, it, through the interviews and through the pre-show, post-show, we find these common interests and we start bonding around those common interests. And in and, and Russ, uh, Russ's case, and you know, for our show, we, we find these common interests after the show and we land up bringing them back kind of like what you did, Marv, about a different topic. Yeah. So, yeah, in his case, it was about, you know, the, he was a guest for the, the classic movie uh, show, which and it, but here's what's interesting about the first show you did with them, the horse racing show. I listened to that show. I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, I kind of have a, uh, a fondness for, for horse races as well, too. 
I landed up starting to follow his show uh, on Twitter because of hearing him on your show. So uh, now we're following each other and, and I hope to develop a relationship with him at some point too. I'd love to interview him about the whole world and business of uh, horse racing. Absolutely. And he is, uh, his other show for politics, he, he used to actually, he's, he's a professor of politics. I think he used to be in charge of a school and all sorts of things. He's a school, yeah, like a college administrator and all sorts. It's very fascinating history with, with, uh, with Matthew. Yeah, you know, I, the whole podcast community, like, okay, so there's the relationship that we have with our guests. I feel like the podcast community like as soon as I started doing podcasts, I, I was like, you know, jumping on like Reddit and just chatting with other hosts and trying to get a feel for certain things. Or I had questions about something like, oh, well, like where should I host my podcast? Or, you know, how do I get on to um, this particular podcast app or whatever? Man, the, the podcast community is so strong with people out there just you know, sharing information, helping each other out. It's, it's so awesome. Like one of the, one of the first guests uh, that I had on my, this is today show was, it was a fellow podcaster. Um, uh, it was a uh, Gabby and uh, Boofer from uh, it's a podcast uh, where basically it's called a, a can't win for losing. And it's basically about like a gambling podcast and it was so much fun. And I, I still text back and forth with, with the host of the show of that show. <laughs> Just because we had so much fun talking and we ended up, you know, it was the same sort of thing where we ended up talking for a couple hours or there's this uh, podcast called listen to this, where these two guys, uh, they're basically um, listening to new artists, emerging artists, and they bring those emerging artists on the show and interview them. And those guys like, (laughs) we're always chatting on Twitter and talking to each other. I mean, it's, it's so much fun to be a part of this community. It's almost like we're all working together. You know, it's like, we're all not, not competing against each other, like over in commercial radio land where, you know, the other radio station, like, Oh, let's avoid them. Let's not talk to them. Or let's, you know, TP their radio station van or whatever it was. Yes, that does happen. (laughs) Um, And with podcasting though, it's like, we all support each other so much and it feels like such a great community. I just love being a part of it. So how do you record your show then and uh, edit it, putting it together? So um, actually we started out like, like, like you are here with zoom and I just had so many issues with zoom. So I'm a huge like audio geek and I wouldn't say our, our show is perfect um, with, you know, the audio, with the sound of things. Um, but I really wanted different tracks. I really wanted different things. Like I, so I, I looked for a while to try to figure out something better than zoom. And for a while it was just zoom as the, as the way to record. But then I discovered Zencaster and oh man, Marv, you, you got to try Zencaster. This thing is amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> so you get different tracks for each person. Yep. And while the video quality, it basically, it brings down the video quality if your bandwidth is not that great so that, you know, you're fine, but it records locally. So at the end of the episode, you get HD quality video and you get this high quality audio directly into your Google drive that, that I throw into Google. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Adobe audition, and I'm able to edit everything on separate tracks and put it all together. That Zencaster thing it may, has made my life so much easier as far as editing goes. And, and now 
I'm showing Greg how to edit an audition. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's done it in the past, some, some audio editing, but uh, I'm going to get get him up to speed on the new, new software here, uh, actually just in a couple of days. So yeah, that's going to make my life even easier. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Not quite, it's not quite automation. It's just called Gregmation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gregmation. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to write that one down. You need to trade use that. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. This is Dave of Live Life Loud, the Decibolic Podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us with Marv. That's great what you said because I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, with with Zoom, I do get separate feeds, but they aren't local. They are all. I think they're all from my end, and what yeah. my end picks up, I think, which isn't so good and. Yeah, I've even messaged Zoom and got no response from them as well to say, why well, can't so you we, sort out that sort of thing? Yeah, we were having so many glitches where, you know, on the show, uh, we have a guest that's saying something amazing. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, well, you know, the, the secret to business success is... And as long as you're doing that, then you're fine. It's like, wait, oh. <laughs> and we wouldn't know until the end of the show that that part was clipped out. So I had to go through and edit these parts out. And, and there's, I felt like there was just so much gold in there that was lost uh, because, and, and now I feel like I'm slamming zoom and, and they're going to, they're going to hate on our show and not ever want to sponsor us, but zoom is great for business meetings, yeah. <laughs> but for, for the recording side of things, I'm telling you, Zencaster is awesome. And in the beginning, when it was just Russ and I, you know, Zoom, it, it was working. And, and if it were any problem, you know, Russ and I would just get back on and we'd yeah, re-record. We'd re-record. Yeah. But, you know, once we started having guests fairly frequently on our show and there was, you know, three tracks or four tracks, you know, getting the guests to come back, that's not something we wanted to do. So yeah. it was nice to find Zencaster and be able to, you know, be really clean and have that good audio from the beginning. And their, and their customer support, too. Uh, is amazing. And no, by the way, they're not paying us. I sound like I'm doing a commercial here for Zencaster, but <laughs> uh, their, their support is incredible. I mean, I, I've chatted back and forth. They have this little live chat. It It's a live chat and you know, it's a little delayed. Like you get an answer in a couple hours, but it's amazing that you can actually get an answer in a couple hours with a lot of providers. You know, you, you don't get an answer right away. As you can tell, I mean, I've, I've said this a couple of times. I'm really concerned about customer service service and you know giving great service and uh, it's been fantastic with Zencaster so far Zencaster is not an advertiser but Zencaster if you're listening and you want to be an advertiser please reach out yeah exactly there you go yeah. <laughs> and if you want to provide Russ and Greg with free uh, free Zencaster then yeah. that's fine yeah yes. there, there you go there you go that works out well I'll take the same as well thanks <laughs> It's save on the annual cost it's costing me, you know, because I've got an annual thing for for Zoom. So I've I've just paid it. So I'm stuck with it for the rest of the 12 months. Gotcha. (laughs) So I I don't know whether you noticed on the notes, I I don't know whether you picked up on it, the five steps to success that I'd written down as a as a um, bullet point. And so my idea was to ask each of you if you had what you thought were five steps to success in business. Russ, I'll let you start. You heard my, you heard my little, I was uh, sorry for the lip smacking people, but well, you know, I, I would say 
the first thing is I'm going to go with planning. Uh, that it, without a plan going into anything is a bad idea. Now I'm saying like, you know, Hey, you can test stuff. You can figure out stuff like the, the, the podcast story that I said earlier, right? Like I had one podcast route that I was going to go on. And then all of a sudden I had to switch it and change it. So uh, having a plan though, and then being willing to change the plan, adapt the plan, move around, you know, make these tweaks as you go and you learn that's fantastic. But I think planning, I would, I would say is probably would be my, my number one piece. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that one. And yeah, the next one I would say is be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't try to be somebody or something you're not because you think that's what a business owner should be. I, I think, you know, uh, if you're running a company, you really need to be honest with yourself, be honest with your customers of who you are uh, with your staff and your employees of, of, you know, what your strengths, what your weaknesses are. Um, because if you're trying to be somebody or not and be, not be authentic, I think people see through that too quickly. And I don't think there's longevity in a business uh, when it starts with that. I, I think you got to just be yourself. Um, you have a great idea. You have a, a service that you want to bring to uh, the marketplace and, you know, do it in a better way than, than your competition, then you know, we encourage that. that that's, that's who the majority of our listeners are, is entrepreneurs and startups that, that, that really want to get going in their, in their business. And my first thing is just, you know, be yourself, be yourself. And, and if, if people will enjoy that, it'll be refreshing because I think there's so much, um, there's so much of the businesses that try to be something else. And I don't think that works. I think the two two that you've mentioned, both of you so far, are all, would also go for podcasting as well as two things that you need to do, you know, to make sure that you've made you've planned what you're doing in the first place. And then, like you said, to be true to yourself. And I think that helps in, well, all walks of life, really. I agree. And, and th- this one is with podcasting, but in, in all walks of life, in, and especially in businesses, connect to your audience. Like know who your audience is and and connect with them. And, you know, that's easy to say and and sometimes not easy to do. But, you know, if you can, like what one of the things that that we do on our show is we're we're very vulnerable in a sense where we open up about our lives. We open up about our families, successes and, and failures that we've had in business. And I think because we do that, um, you know, people realize that we're not putting up fronts. We, we, you know, the stuff that they're going through in their lives with their business or with their families, they're not alone. And that's actually kind of what the way we close our, our show is, you know, we say, you know, you're not alone because that's the worst feeling people could have is to feel, you know, isolated. And sometimes business owners do feel isolated or podcasters feel isolated. And, you know, that's what we're trying to help people through. Okay, another step towards success then. So number three, is, will it be next? All right, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I would say believe in yourself. Okay. It, it's, it's so easy to get down on yourself, especially when, you know, whether you're starting a podcast or starting a business. I mean, it's, it's like, oh, do I know what I'm doing? 
You know, <laughs> like, am I, am, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to handle it? No, believe in yourself because you're willing to take that risk and get out there and do it. I, I, I go back to um, high school. Okay. So in, in high school, I did not want to do theater, but my English teacher in high school said, you would be amazing at theater. You, you, you've, you've got, you've got a stage presence. I can just tell it the way the, the, the writings that you do are, are great. Like they're funny. And I would love to get you on stage. <laughs> go, well, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I just, I didn't want to do it because I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I could actually do it. She like walked me down when they were doing uh, signups for electives and introduced me to the teacher, the, the drama teacher said, this is Russ. He's the one I've been telling you about. He's going to sign up for this. He's got to do it. <laughs> Tell him why he's got to do it. And like, we went through this whole thing and I'm so glad like that, what that taught me was that, you know what, I've got to take risks and I've got to believe that I can do it. And I think that if a business owner is, is, is out there and they're taking these risks, well, just, you know what, you're the one doing the risk. Like there are plenty of other people behind you that are not taking that risk. So you should believe in yourself that you can do it. All right. I'll, I'll go next. And I think good communication is, is really key. Mm. You know, Russ and I, you know, part of what we do for our clients is we survey their client, their customers to find out what they wish that business did something better for them. And I would say around 80% of the time, the customer is not upset about the service that was produced or the, the product. It was about poor communication. Like a, a, an expectation oh, yeah. was incorrectly set or there was poor communication internally within the company where the salesperson didn't talk to the service manager and, um, you know, the schedules got messed up or there were delays that were never relayed. I think for businesses, if they can really focus on communicating well, both internally and with their clients or customers, um, it avoids the majority of the problems that the customers experience in the transactions. Um, and, a, and a lot of times businesses don't focus on that. They're so money-driven where they're looking just at the bottom line, make the sale, um, that they, they miss what the follow-up to the sale and what, what happens next. So I think it's extremely important to focus on good communication, both internally and externally. Yeah. Yep. And that also goes with the making podcasts as well. You, you know, keep, <laughs> make sure that you communicate and you understand what, what people are talking about and respond to that if need be. Yeah. I think what you're identifying Marv is that, you know, podcast is a business, right? So all the things that we're kind of saying that are, you will know, make you a success in, in business, you know, follows true for podcasting as well too it's it's a it's a business it's a fun business and we enjoy it but it's still a business essentially all these things that you're you are mentioning are life skills or skills that would make your whole life work better oh yeah yeah that you know we interviewed a, a psychologist and dr Layla ansari 
And what was interesting about it, she has a private practice and she and she works with a lot of business owners and non-business owners, but a lot of what she worked on with with people worked both for business as well as their personal lives. It was amazing how interrelated the uh, the issues that come up and and the solutions to them. So absolutely. Absolutely. What are we on now? We're on to number five, is it now? Wow, now, now it's tough to narrow it down. Um, <laughs> it's almost like we should vote on what the what the last ones here are because <laughs> I've got like I've got like five or six here. Can uh, could could our fifth uh, option here be to ask for five more wishes? Um, <laughs> Your wish is my command. Uh, oh, my no. <laughs> you know, uh, Greg, I the one that I was thinking of, and and I, I almost feel like this is this is number five worthy here of of, of the top five is to. Um, uh, be selective with your customers. Do you think that would, is that top five worthy or is that not top five worthy? Well, why don't you go with that? And I'll, I'll give a five B. How's that? Okay. So we had a show where we actually, we talked about this and I actually, I think, did we talk about this with Sue as well? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like you, your customers are picking your service, but you in a way are also picking your customers, you know, whether it's how you set your price or how you do your marketing um, or just your communications with that particular person. And you want to pick the right people that are going to work well and be compatible with your services. You know, somebody that isn't like, let's say not the greatest customer, you know, like you have, you have a meeting with them and they show up you know, 45 minutes late, leaving you sitting there or, you know, whatever it is, these little signals that happen like right up front, or they're not returning your calls or they're not. Do- it's like, well, they're kind of a bad customer. Like, wh- why would you want to work with them when you can work with somebody else or somebody that's always asking for, you know, a discount on your services or, you know, whatever it is. I, I think that was something. And the, the, the reason why I, I feel like that one is top five worthy is just because that was something that it took me a while to learn in business. I, I didn't know that at first. I took everything on and it ended up where there were times where that was A, very overwhelming and B, really frustrating, <laughs> you know, where I'm working with customers that are just not being friendly, not being considerate, not, you know, like it, it just... I'm, I'm giving them all of this and they're giving me none of that in return. So that's why I think that one is, might be top five worthy. But what, what are you saying, Greg? What's your five B? My five B is leadership. I, I think, you know, as a business owner, there, there needs to be strong leadership. Now, leadership is, is subjective to like what I said earlier, be yourself. I don't necessarily mean you got to be this rah-rah leader all the time or, you know, be general MacArthur or something like that type of leader. Everybody has their own way of leadership, but you need to be a strong leader in your own way. We've had two different shows, which was really interesting on leadership. One was with a um, a podcast host in France uh, on leadership and, and his whole show is just about leadership. And then we had a second show with uh, an, an ex-Navy officer who was an officer on a nuclear submarine. And he learned a lot of uh, leadership skills 
while you know leading on a, on a submarine where he says you know if emergencies happen you're trapped inside this big you know can basically and you really need to be able to lead men and women uh in a proper way so anyway we had these different backgrounds discussing leadership but basically they were both saying very similar things that you know you need to lead in your own way but your staff and your team and your clients look to you for you know a direction and and a purpose and and if you don't provide that for them you know it, it lends itself to a very disorganized and maybe a chaotic company so I think leadership is a skill that uh, you're not necessarily always going to be born with that, but you need to learn it if you aren't born with it, because, you know, to be a successful business owner, you need it. That's okay. That, that one's pretty good, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's five worthy. All right. Um, yeah. I'm Agent Scott and I'm Cam the Provocateur and we're from the Spy Hards podcast. That's right, and you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that also has the Midas touch. All right, but I've got a 5C. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going on it, this. Well, and, and this one, this one is another one that it took me a while to learn. And it actually, man, it, it just, it keeps hitting you throughout your career. Remember to take breaks, you know, like watch out for yourself, like Watch out for yourself because guess what? You're, you, you know, if you're every single day running, just running the marathon, you're going to wear yourself out and either your business is not going to be fun anymore, or you're not going to be creative, or you're going to be angry with your customers and take it out on them. Or even, you know, I, I, I might say even worse, you're going to come home and, and take it out on your family. Like avoid that frustration and avoid all of that by remembering to take breaks because it will help you be more creative and it will help you be even like a better leader for your company. Yeah, we definitely encourage balance and, you know, work lifestyle. Yeah, and it, it, you can't just work all the time. And, you know, Russ and I have both fallen into that trap over the years when we've run our own businesses, like we're working a lot of hours here yeah. and, you know, we both have families, we both have, you know, two children, wives, and um, we always encourage our listeners to, like, find time for family. You, you can't just be 24-7 business, uh, because eventually there's going to be burnout, and it's going to harm your relationships. So we're all about having the right level of balance in your life. Yeah, that, that reminds me a bit of what, uh, uh, going back to, to Sue, uh, when when you were talking with Sue, she said something about you know the difference between you know it's well well it's it's she's saying it it, it is good you know to be able to make you know financially to be able to make so like a six figure uh, you know take six figure pay, but it's not good to have a six figure pay with an ulcer at the same time, right or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, she, yeah, basically she was saying, you know, uh, kind of fighting that fight of, of work-life balance. But, you know, one interesting thing that she also said in that show was that if that's what you want, like she would say, okay, you can't have that six-figure income and, you know, perhaps spend all this time 
you know, with your kids. Some people may, may, may not want that. They may not want to have where they're always, you know, you know, going to soccer games on the weekend or whatever. Because every single person is different and they want different things. So the 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 big thing there is to identify what it is you want and understand the sacrifices that you're going to have to make and if those are really sacrifices for you or not. Like for me, you know, the, one of the reasons why I sold my business was because I wanted to go to soccer games on the weekends. I wanted to be with the kids. I wanted to coach baseball. I wanted to, until I did. And then, oh man, coaching a bunch of kids, that's tough. <laughs> that's, that's harder than running any business, let me tell you. But um, I, you know, I wanted to do all those things. So I, I was like, okay, I can't continue to run this business, even though, you know, it's, I've, it's, it's like a top five company. Uh, as far as like entertainment companies and, you know, my market, it's well-known, it's got a huge client list. It's got a good contract list. It's going to run well for a long time, <laughs> but is that what I want? And so I, I, I and, that, and that was one of the nice things that I, that I, I'm glad Sue talked a bit about on that show. I mean, I remember Russ telling stories that when he was running his business, I mean, because it was entertainment and it was for events, he was gone most weekends. And, yeah. you know, you know, for his kids, that's when a lot of things happen, you know, for kids. It happens on weekends, the games and, and what have you. So, you know, it was a sacrifice that he had to give up a very successful business. Obviously, he sold it. So that, that was nice. He got a financial gain from it. But, you know, it was done for the right reasons. And, you know, going back to one of the first, you know, keys to success was being true to yourself. That's what he wanted. And that was what was, you know, part of the fabric that, you know, what's going to make Russ happy. So, you know, it, it all goes full circle, right? If, if you're true to yourself and you know what you want, you know what you need, then, um, you know, you just got to follow that. Absolutely. So, um, the, the music for your show and the logo artwork, how did you sort those out then? Man, the music, um, that was listening to a ton of different, a lot of tracks. <laughs> I, I don't even know how many different songs we, we listened to in the beginning there. I, I remember actually sitting, um, uh, uh what was the, uh, uh my, my son was uh, into that Disney show, Phineas and Ferb. He was watching uh, like a marathon of Phineas and Ferb and I'm sitting on the couch with my AirPods in listening to what felt like a marathon of different songs. <laughs> I was just going through it, going through it, going through it. And I felt like, you know, this is the identity of our show, right? So um, it's, it was going to be tough. And I, I, I think Greg, what we, we settled on like three or four of those. And then we kind of picked from that. I, I can't remember exactly how that worked out, but I remember you listening to a bunch. I listened to a bunch, and then eventually we we picked this one because it was kind of fun and and upbeat and light and but yet serious. Yeah, I think we we probably spent a month going back and forth on on different. <laughs> yeah, it was about a month. Yeah, <laughs> it was about a month. So I mean, it's not like we took this decision yeah. lightly. <laughs> I hope people like the music. Uh, yeah, we we listened to a lot of different tracks, and we would just throw them back and forth to each other until we narrowed it down to like the top four, and then we finally made a decision. And then we do different music, you know, pre-show, post-show, and then leading into our commercial breaks and stuff. So we were able to incorporate a couple of the different uh, 
music pieces that we liked. I think it really works. And if I, if I might say, I think the actual logo itself is uh, inspired. You know how you've got those words perfectly uh position so it looks like a light bulb so it's it's like you know it's like an idea and it's it fits in with the whole business thing that and then all the words are important words towards you know um businesses and trying to get better and i i think it's i think it's a, it's a great it's it just works perfectly so uh, i'll i'll tell a little secret here i found some clip art that worked really well, right? Okay. And then I was like, I like this idea. Let's change it up. Let's put our own words in there and let's make it kind of our own. So some art that I found on um, like Canva or something like that, where it was just close enough where I really liked it, but it wasn't, it wasn't the right word. So then we picked some words, threw it in there. And then we decided for each episode to change the main word. So the main word for us is ideas. Yeah. But for every episode, whether it be on success or leadership or whatever it is, we change the the center of the light bulb. So it goes to that particular uh, topic so that we're uh, in a way, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're lighting up that particular topic and talking about that in that episode. That's very clever. That's great. So you, you must be using a um, podcast uh, distributor then that allows you to change the uh the logo each time. Yeah. So we, we have uh, episode uh, episode of artwork for, for each episode that we can, we can upload. Um, and a lot of podcast providers don't have that option. I know like Acast has that, um, which is where I host two of my podcasts. The other podcast is hosted on Megaphone. Um, and we just moved it over there not too long ago. Um, and we'll kind of get into why that was. And uh, I'm assuming at some point in this interview, because we're going to tell you about our our whole network thing that we're that we're doing. But yeah, they allow for that little piece of artwork for each episode. And we're like, hey, if they're offering it, let's let's do this. Let's make it great. So we put a photo also of each one of our guests in there. And um, so far, all of all of our guests look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's helped us out so uh yeah each each uh each episode has their own cover and I, it, it looks i think really cool and i know not all podcast players you know have that uh, um even availability or uh, uh that feature to show that but i i just i like doing it and i'm assuming that you know apple podcasts and some other ones will catch up and start showing those episode uh, uh the individual episode artwork at some point Absolutely. You might as well go into that networking then and what you were, what you were uh, hinting at. Okay. Well, yeah. So, well, Greg, do you, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to steal the thunder because uh, no. <laughs> I think you came up with the, the, the name, right? Or how, how did we, I don't even know how we came up with the, the name, but. Well, we came up with the name a lot easier than we came up with the music, but we, yeah, right? <laughs> I'll actually start before we get to the name, I'll kind of, talk about the steps that led us up to building up this network. Um, you know, like most podcasters, you just want to put something out there that you're proud of. Yeah. And that's what we were doing with DIY for business. And, you know, we were just in our first season and we got reached out to by a network called Electricast Media. Yeah. And Electricast, you know, they they heard our show. They really liked the the content. They liked the rapport that Russ and I had. 
And they asked us whether we would like to join their network. And, you know, we did our research on it and they, they had a lot of progressive ideas on where they wanted to take podcasting. And the, the two owners of Electricast, uh, they have amazing backgrounds in um, entertainment. One guy on, on the creative music side is writing, producing for people like Madonna, Elton John. And, uh, the list goes on. I think he's got over 20 number one hits. And then his partner uh, is on the, the marketing media side, worked with you know, DC Universe and Sony and Disney. And they started Electricast. And they really have a vision of where they kind of want their shows, their podcasts to, um, you know, be able to expand, just be, you know, beyond just being a podcast. So we we did our research and we really love the, the concept of where they were taking this. So we, we joined uh, Electricast and, you know, we had our, our show hosted there. They moved us over to Megaphone, which is the platform that they use. And they started to get to know Russ and I and, and what we brought to the table. And yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Greg, like getting to know us was like, uh, what, three months. And and that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about them was they took that time to get to know us. I mean, I, it's such a compatible relationship with us and them where it was just like, now, you know, like we're, well, we're much like the podcast, you know, interviews, like we're at some point going to go get, I think we actually, we talked about margaritas with them, um, but <laughs> it's like, we had this just great relationship and rapport building over a three month period where it was just, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of trust going both ways, uh, you know, with, with us and them. And I, I just feel really, really good about going with them. So it took, it took a lot for us to do that because the show is our baby, you know, like we didn't want to put it in the wrong spot. We really feel like we landed in the, in the right spot. Sorry, Greg, I wanted to just interject that. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. Uh, I don't, I don't want people to think that we're alcoholics and all we think about is margaritas. So, so, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> Drink responsibly. So Yes, exactly. So, so through this relationship um, and bringing our show on, they listened to more of our episodes and so on. And then they, they came to us with this idea. They go, would you guys want to lead a business network under Electricast Media? And, you know, Russ and I started talking about this and we, and we are going, yeah, this could be really exciting. So now we have started what we're called Best Business Network. And it's going to be, uh, you know, a whole portfolio of different business-related podcasts that, uh, you know, we're going to lead that's going to be kind of under Electricast Media. And we're really excited about it. We've, we've rolling in talks with, gosh, a, a number of shows that uh, are in the process of moving their shows over uh, to our platform and the, and the network. And it's really exciting. It's funny because a couple of the shows – our guests on our DIY show. <laughs> they, uh, they enjoyed it. They, they kind of saw how Russ and I are doing things and they go, yeah, we, we'd like to, uh, you know, we're interested in learning more about what you guys are doing with the network. And through our discussions, you know, they're thinking, uh, or they're, they're actually moving their shows over right now. And what the vision here is, and I want Russ to kind of add to the beginning of this is, we want to develop a community of podcasters that are all helping each other. And we, we touched upon this earlier and it's kind of 
everybody wants to do this anyway, but let's facilitate it. And sometimes, you know, you do kind of feel like you're on your own doing your own, you know, indie podcast, but we're going to like collaborate and help each other grow. And, and, you know, some shows are going to be really good on the music side or the interview side or the production side. Well, we're going to share all, all that knowledge within our, our best business network so that it kind of elevates all of our shows. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, is something that I don't know if a whole lot of places are going to you know, offer. And that was something that was really, you know, core to what uh, the beliefs are over at Electrocast and what Greg and I believe as far as like, let's, let's build a community. Let's all grow together. Let's lift all ships if we can, you know, and, and, and where somebody is weak, well, there's probably somebody that's strong in that, in the network. So let's, let's facilitate that communication and that knowledge share so that hopefully all of us are producing better podcasts at the end of the day. Hi, this is Katie of Bad Counsel. With some good counsel, you should keep listening to Marv at Pods Like Us. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, so I think it's great that they've asked you guys to, to be uh, in charge of that. And to, so are you going out there and you you both are finding these shows yourselves or are they being suggested to you? So we're finding them ourselves. And th that's, what's really been fun for me is listening to all the different types of shows out there. I use the term business related because they're not all about, you know, how to grow a business or whatever. I mean, business related could be so wide and, and that's what I'm looking for is, I want to have a variety of different types of shows, all kind of business related, but not necessarily this is how you become a better salesperson or this is how you grow a company or, or what have you. We want to have a, a, a wide range of, of topics covered with our podcast. So I've been listening to a lot of different shows. Russ has been listening to a lot of different shows and it's pretty fun because there's a lot of content out there. It's fascinating. And, and, you know, there's, there's not a great place right now to, that aggregates all that content either, you know, like there's no, I mean, okay. Yeah. There's a few like businessy type networks out there, but they're all the big players. You know, there's a lot of undiscovered, really great talent that are hosting, you know, podcasts that we've never heard of that, you know, we're like finding, we're doing all these searches, looking for these podcasts to try to discover great talent and bring them over to the network and share listeners as much as we can. And the one thing I wanted to point out is that we're not looking for necessarily shows that have a huge listenership. I and mean, that's not really what's important to us. What's important to us right now is good content. Yeah. Like if they have good content about their subject matter, that's what we're looking for. Exactly. So I'm guessing that Electrocast then have probably got other people uh, looking for other types of shows for them. And they're just so because I know Electrocast, they're not just about uh, business shows. They're about all types of show. Right. Yeah. So they're if you think of it kind of like different channels. Right. Yeah. So, you know, business would be one of the channels within the network, the, the overarching network of Electrocast Media. Um, 
there's there's a, a female empowerment network um, with uh, that uh, is yet to be named. I, I've I've heard some of the names, but there's there's that network. There's several other networks, um, and I'm I'm not sure exactly which ones I can announce. I know I can announce that one because that one's already uh, producing several podcasts, but. There's, there's a lot of different, I believe there's about 14 or 15 different networks uh, or network channels, let's say, um, within Electrocast at this point. But then I think that's, uh, it's, it's almost like, a, am I right in thinking it's almost like a, like a pyramid type sort of thing then? So you've got these people there and then they, it's, it's like basic business where you've got these people there and then they... Then they've got people that work beneath them that that are in charge of this area, this area, and this area, and it just trickles down, sort of like that way. Well, it's, it's sort of kind. Of, I mean, it's it's more like I would compare it to, let's say you've got uh, um, uh, the different, you know, like television networks. I, I changed my my. Uh, you're, you're you're across the pond, so I, I don't want to, you know, use. I, I guess I'll use ABC, NBC. Um, but <laughs> there's these different networks where like ABC or Disney owns essentially ABC. They've got ESPN for sports though. And they've got, um, you know, whatever their financial channel is, and they've got all these different channels of specific programming. So if you think about it like that, where it's like, okay, so if I'm going to want something business related, I want to go to the best business network. I'm going to. I want to just just hear podcasts about business, and so uh, you know uh, it's it's all individually produced content, and so the the difference in this is like so we're not going to be managing these podcasts. We're just bringing in these podcasts, and we're all just kind of working together to help out each other, right? Yeah, you know we can help them, and we can log into their control panel, help them out, do these you know various things, right? But it's more of like just hey, we're here as a as a somebody that is going to help to support you, just like they're going to help to support us on various things. The so content that's on their podcast is completely up to them. Yeah. Now, Electrocast, you know, obviously, you know, just for legal reasons, they want to say that well, they can refuse to air a certain episode if something in there is not <laughs> not appropriate for the network or something. Um, but essentially all of their content is theirs and they maintain that, you know, they've got the copyright on that, that content it's theirs. So what's cool about that is, is they get to do whatever they want on their show. We're not going to change their show. In fact, I mean, you know, we'll put a logo in there. We'll put we'll, the spots, the commercials will start to, you know, appear in there. But other than that, their podcast isn't really going to change much. The other nice thing about being part of a network is we kind of, you know, shared guests. So, right. you, know, yeah. you know, some of us, you know, have fantastic guests. All of us have fantastic guests that would be appropriate for some of the other shows. So we kind of have the opportunity to uh, share guests as well as it's a lot easier to monetize a network of shows than to monetize one show. Because for advertisers, you know, it would be nice if they could be on uh, a female empowerment show, a business show, a sports show, you know, all, all these different types of shows. If that's who the audience that they're trying to attract, it would be very targeted marketing with, with podcasting. Um, and, you know, being the lead on a, on a business network, there's a lot of companies out there worldwide that specifically want this audience. 
and you know they have the opportunity of you know getting advertising on just one show, two shows, or the entire network, or cross network along under Electricast. So, as far as monetizing the shows, there's more opportunity now as being part of a network. Yeah, so it's it's more of a cooperative um, as such. Yeah, that that yeah, I would I would say something something more like that where yeah we're all kind of. It, you know, in, in some ways I, I'm almost looking at it too, as like, you know, like a, um, uh, an association yeah. you know, where, cause we're all going to get to network together, which is great. We're all going to, you know, like I went to, uh, you know, a few like mixer type meetings, you know, in, in throughout my business career, well, not a few, plenty of those. Um, and, and a lot of those are, yeah, you know, I'm looking to rebuild my website. I just don't have anybody. Oh, well, you should talk to John over here. John's got a great website builder. And, you know, and then all of a sudden you're talking to John and he's giving you the business card of the person that built his website. And now you you know somebody that can build your website. I, I'm sort of looking at, hopefully, you know, it becomes a lot of that as well, where we're doing these kind of network wide, you know, virtual meetups where we're able to, you know, network and share information like that, and including guests like Greg mentioned. G'day, g'day. This is Matty C from the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast way down in Australia. And we love getting to listen to Marv meet new podcasters from all over the world here on the Pods Like Us podcast. So with your, well, now you've got even more more knowledge about podcasts than we, than we thought. So what advice would you give to people with, pod, you know, making a podcast? I, the first thing that comes to mind for me is, is stick with it. Um, that's, that's the first bit. The second bit is make it for, for like, think about one particular person that you're going to make this podcast for (laughs) and make it for them, but also make it for yourself. Don't think about, Oh, you know, I only have 20 listeners and this is like, not, not fun. Like to do it just for 20 people. No, make it fun. Make it fun for that one listener and for yourself and other listeners will follow and other, your listenership will grow at some point. And you'll, you know, it's like, it's like dominoes, you know, (laughs) it's like, okay, the first one to fall, uh, is it going to make the next one fall? Yeah. That's how listenership goes, except the space between those dominoes are pretty wide (laughs) the first month. Yeah. Maybe you'll have 20 listeners. Maybe you'll have, if you're lucky, right. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, your mom will listen, who knows, but maybe not (laughs) after time goes through and you keep creating great content and you're doing it for the right reasons. And you keep having fun doing it. Listenership will grow, but don't make that the principal thing that you're doing it for. You're making me think of uh, Field of Dreams now. If you build it, they will come. They there will. you go. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that's the interesting thing about podcasting because, you know, businesses are using podcasting for marketing, right? Like we just talked about ads. Like, you know, Home Depot is putting ads to grow awareness of Home Depot. They're putting those on our podcast. <laughs> Wait, well, our podcast is actually like a, this big commercial for our show, Right. So we're doing that bit of marketing. Now, of course, we, you've got to do other things, right? You got to do the social media. You got to do, you know, whatever you can to get your message out there to get more people to learn about your podcast. That's that's great and all. But first, make that primary focus 
on, yeah, building that field, <laughs> not, not telling people about it, build, build the field first, make it great. And then, yeah, they, they will come. By the way, I love that movie. So do I. Kevin Costner's best right there. Oh yeah. Yep. Totally. There you go. I'll have to bring you, bring you both in for a, for, for a film chat one time, maybe. Oh yeah. We're all about the, the film chat, television chat, food chat. Yeah. We, we can, we're in. <laughs> Barbecuing. Come on. I'm, I'm always grilling some. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so what other shows do you both listen to? I'm looking forward to this list. Greg, oh, let's um, see. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. I, I kind of touched a little bit on this earlier that, you know, I have a golf background. So I, not only golf, but I love sports. And uh, I do, uh, I watch sports a lot on television, uh, online. So I tend to gravitate towards sports related type podcasts. Um, I'm, I'm a, you know, I do a lot of the fantasy leagues, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, fantasy golf, even I, I, I do all that. So I tend to listen to uh, those types of podcasts. Plus I'm doing a lot of research on the business uh, network. So I'm listening to a lot of business podcasts as well, too. Okay. And Ross, you know, I really enjoy like one of my, um, uh, favorite podcasts um that i listen to like I, I i that i don't want to miss ever is uh business wars i love that it's a wondery podcast that yeah. is like fantastic like i have to listen to that one when yeah. whenever an episode comes out i'm on it um and then uh, i i listen to today explained it's a, a vox podcast that's that's big um and those are more you know on the serious side but on the funny side Oh, actually, science versus as well is another big one for me. But on this, on the fun side, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I think is one of the funniest <laughs> podcasts out there. Uh, I love that one. And then you know the friends that I've made um, in in podcasting. I love the uh, listen to this. Uh, I listen to a podcast called Driving with Randy. That one. Man, this guy just drives around in his car and, and records as he's driving around. Like, <laughs> but it's so entertaining. Like he, he's so much fun. And then, uh, you know, I feel like I'm listening to friends when I listen to the can't, can't win for losing podcast. That's another one that I, that I, that's my, you know, on my list of, of podcasts to listen to every week. Yeah. I would, I would also add that we uh, listen to simply said with Polly Campbell. She's been one of our guests on our show a couple of times now. And she is part of the Best Business Network. She has a fantastic show. Again, it's, it's simply said with, with Polly Campbell, if uh, people get a chance to listen to her show, it's fantastic. That's, that's one of the few where I am now, I'm going through and I'm just like marathoning it. You know, it's like I do like with a, I'm binge, binge listening to You're Polly. Listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through all of hers because she, she is just, she's so relatable, so fun. And her energy level is yeah. what gets me on that podcast. Like I, I won't listen to Polly at night. Like I, I won't do that. That's not one of my going to bed podcasts. I won't her. sleep. Yeah. She's like my, my wake up in the morning podcast. Yeah. I, I, I kid with Polly. I say she, you know, she's my wing person. If I ever need somebody to pump me up. Yeah. She, she's that person. 
You know, what's interesting is neither one of us mentioned like any kind of like true crime podcast or anything like that. And it seems like everybody listens to a true crime, <laughs> but we didn't mention one. Although, Russ, you and I had a pretty cool idea to do a different spin on true crime if we ever decided to do this. Oh, I know. I don't want to re- awesome. reveal that idea because I think it's ingenious, but. Yeah, we, we got to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of well, true crime. Marv, you, Go on. You, you listen to so, like, so you've had so many people on your show with, with yeah. different podcasts. And, and I, I, you know, I know you probably don't want to offend anybody that's been on the show by not mentioning their podcast. So don't, don't mention all hundred and whatever podcasts, but what are some of your favorites like go to on a, on a regular basis that you listen to aside from DIY for business? I've, as you've noticed, I've got a large variety of shows that I listen to. So, uh, without wanting to offend certain people, favorites that I have, uh, would be, um, um, I do, li- I do like listening to comic book nation all of the time. Although they are now, they used to be independent, but I believe that they are now part of the CBS uh, <laughs> network, I think, from what I've heard. Uh, but I do love listening to them. Uh, I love listening to a, um, a humorous show called Bad Counsel. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, I haven't. No, no I haven't heard that okay. either. All right, writing uh, that pe- one down. People call up or send in questions uh, that are could be seen as a bit risque, shall we say, and then they give sort of, uh, you know, it's all in the title, they give bad counsel in these things, shall we say? <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people might have a problem with certain areas of their uh, okay. <laughs> sex life or whatever, and then they give sort of like advice for things that they could do, but probably <laughs> shouldn't. Nice. Should we say? <laughs> might have to check that one out. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it sounds entertaining. I might have to check that one out. It's it's certainly not safe for work. That's for sure. Okay, <laughs> I'll just put that out there. The disclaimer. Um, very big disclaimer, yes, and they do have a disclaimer at the beginning that tells you that as well. Um, uh, what else do I like? The Mind Buzz, that's that's a great show where Gil just talks to anybody and everybody, and he's 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 got a fascination for anything whatsoever. I mean, I had him on, I've had him on my show, and then I've I've guested on his show three times, surprisingly, and each time is different. Where I think we spoke about this. The, uh, the 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 um, one of the subjects we spoke about was how England or the UK and America in the sixties and the seventies were influencing each other, and there's sort of like a back and forth in the entertainment world. So you know you'd have like the Beach Boys inspiring the Beatles, and then they the Beatles would then do something and inspire uh, the Beatles back again, and then you had things like. Um, uh, Stanley Kubrick, we went into that subject as well in the same program. And then the next mm-hmm. program that I went on there with him, we were, I introduced him to something that he'd not heard of before, which was a, a, uh, some uh, experiments done in the fifties and the sixties, um, which, you know, which was psycho- psychology experiments at Yale and he didn't know about it. And, that he was fascinated. So that's an interesting one. He, he'll pick any subject whatsoever. Nice. Yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. 
Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys Podcast, and you are listening to Marv Smooth on the Pods Like Us Podcast. Check him out. You know, you know what I love about podcasting? It's cool. like even like you mentioned Stanley Kubrick. Yep. There's an entire podcast that's just about him and his films. <laughs> like, what? I mean, it, there's so much great content out there. Like I picked some of the big ones, right? Like I just I literally when I looked at my list there, I just grabbed the latest. The, the most recent uh, podcast that I've listened to over the last week. And it's like, it's so diverse. And like you said, eclectic mix of, of just my, my listening is all over the place. And it's like, that's, what's great about podcasts is there's a podcast out there for everything and everyone, but yet there's still room for more podcasts. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just found a podcast earlier today that uh is all about elvis costello music yeah i love i love elvis costello i i grew up on elvis costello music so when i found this podcast i go oh my goodness i can't believe that this is perfect so <laughs> is, is that, I, would, I would never expect that is that is that uh, oh d- dangerous animals or something like that something like that yeah Something like that yeah me and me, myself and yourself have d- discovered that at the same time Really? Because, okay. because I've just discovered that this past weekend, that oh. podcast. And when I discovered that, I've just added it to my list and started listening to it the other night. Are you an Elvis Costello fan as well? Yes, very much. I love Elvis Costello. And I think his work with Paul McCartney was great as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. Now, I, I, you know, for the people that are listening to this podcast, they can't see it right now, but you're wearing a Marvel uh, shirt. And I, I you mentioned comics. Do you also like the movie side of the superhero universe? I do very much. Yep. Yep. And yeah. I have got a large collection of comics, I will say. Because there's some amazing podcast out there about the whole superhero universe some on movies some on the comic side that you mentioned earlier so uh i my daughter and i bond over that and uh, so we both listen to different uh podcasts about that genre that's another good thing as well because you can find shows that you can share with other people and listen with other people as well yeah 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 my, my that that same daughter she she turned me on to a disney uh, podcast uh, about these two guys that basically tour around to the Disney theme parks and give you all of the little cheats on how to, you know, get through the lines quicker or where to watch the different parades and stuff. That's a great show too. Nice. It's funny how many Disney podcasts and YouTube channels there are. And I, I find myself, uh, there's this guy, Justin Scard, uh, that's a YouTuber. I watch every darn video that he produces <laughs> it's so cool though because he just he goes to disney parks and he talks about it, and then you get to know him as you're going through it and all this stuff i mean i it, at the end of it after watching a bunch of videos you feel like these people are like uh, if you know friends of yours you know because they're just that and that's like with podcast and with you know certain like youtube channels like it creates that relationship because you're you're you know you're talking to a single person it's very intimate in a way and I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like the good ones have a way of connecting with their audience. Yeah. So you do feel like they're your friends. It's amazing yeah. how that happens. And, you know, the nice thing about podcasts is like, it, it's, you know, you're your podcast, Russ is daily or the DIY show is weekly, 
people get used to like hearing your voice on an ongoing basis and getting know you, you more and more over time. And that relationship just keeps building. It's, it's kind of fun. It is. Yeah, it definitely. Well, and you know, like there's speaking of Disney, there was one podcast. I actually interviewed this guy and he, and he's, he's a, um, he's an HR lawyer, which we gotta, we gotta get him on the show, Greg, <laughs> but uh, he actually hosts a podcast it's called a Disney Channel Original uh, Newbies, and <laughs> they he it's him and his wife, and they realized that his wife had never seen a Disney Channel original movie. So what they did was they started from the beginning, whatever the first Disney Channel original movie was, and they watch every single one of them in the order that they came out. <laughs> Wow. They talk about it. It's like, it's so like, it's such a weird idea, but it's, they, they do it really well. And it's pretty, it's pretty fun to listen to. Even if you, you know, you've never watched a Disney channel original movie. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny to watch because you know, or to listen to because they've, they've gone back all the way to like, you know, 1990s. And and they're watching all of them, and it's like making fun of the fashion and you know all these different things. It's, it's pretty funny. I'm going to have to look now and see if there's one where they go through all the films on the Hallmark uh, channel. Oh, exactly right, or Lifetime, or one of those. <laughs> <laughs> all those like Shannon Doherty, uh, <laughs> Alan oh, Thicke wow. movies, or whatever on <laughs> Lifetime back in the early 2000s. Oh yeah. That would be a fun one. If they if they don't have if you don't find one, Marv, let's let's get that together. Absolutely. <laughs> You've reminded me actually of another one where there's there's a show that's called um is it called Comic Books Co- Comic Book Couples Counseling. And this is <laughs> this is funnily enough, a husband and wife who present it, and the whole idea of the show is it's about relationships and couples in comic books over the years so you'll have like you know you you have the um the famous ones would be the um is it uh gene gray and cyclops and 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 also wolverine as well in the comics for the uh, for the x-men but they're all about those couples that are in in the comics and it's all about how their relationships have been over the years and that's that's a really interesting uh different subject yeah there's always a, a different angle that you can look at these different stories right it's so yeah. it's so fun that and creative how people come up with these different angles it's, it's really refreshing and it makes you makes you go back and actually look at like in your case uh you know the x-men it makes you go back and look at those movies and and look at it a different way after you've listened to the show about the relationships so it's it's uh I, I find it really fun. Like some of the like the show you did on the, the classic movies. Yeah. Like you you learn stuff about these movies that you never heard of before through a podcast. Then you go back and watch the movie. And you know, like the Elvis Costello one, like you learned some of the uh you know what what was the idea behind different songs and stuff. And it's just really fascinating. I love that part of it. Yeah, I'm looking forward on to, to listening to that Elvis Costello one a lot more because they've got some people that have been behind, who worked behind the scenes on the music with Elvis as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I just, like I said, I just found it today. I listened to one episode, so I'm going to kind of dig in probably over the weekend. 
That's, that's great. That's cool. So uh, where can people find you and get hold of you? Well, we've got, uh, man, Greg has, has done such a great job on our, uh, on our Twitter presence. Uh, so I, <laughs> Twitter is a fantastic way to reach out to us. Uh, get the LinkedIn. Uh, and then we've got the uh, website, uh, which is DIY for business podcast.com. And basically all the, the usual platforms for podcasts, you can find us on all of them. DIY for business. Wow. So, so you've got the same um, uh, username for all all of the uh, the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram. Yes. Yep. Look up DIY for Business uh, podcast. You'll be able to find us. That's great. Anyway, thank you guys for speaking to me today. Oh, thanks for having us, Mark. It was a lot of fun. It really yeah, was. Thank you very us. much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to uh, contact me, you can through podslikeus at gmail.com. And the same again as these guys. If you just look up podslikeus on the uh, social networks, then you'll be able to find us. Anyway, thank you for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. Greg. Wow, hello. Why can't I hear you guys? I think so. I can hear Russ and Marv. What's going on with my thing? Yeah, I can I can hear everybody. Greg, we can just do our show. <laughs> Welcome to DIY for business. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm excited about today's show. Um, I shouldn't be doing that. Still can't hear anything. Oh, heard something there. Did you hear this? Yes, I can. I can now. I love it. All right. Get to see the faces behind the voices. Exactly. That's always fun. Do do the faces match? The faces look better than the voices. Oh, hey. Well, I don't know. Is that a compliment? (laughs) Now I know I'm on the right show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's better than, better than saying that we have a face for podcasting. You have a face for the television. <laughs> is it just a voice? Is it just an audio podcast or, or is it available visually as well? I've not looked. Oh dear. This isn't going to work with video. Let's go to sound only. Sorry, guys. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's causing problems for my internet. We're just winding down. It is. It's not behaving.
Okay. So let's see how we go. So it's uh, Greg Louie and Russ. Is it Katanak? Wow. Yeah. Is it? Wow. Well, it's actually it's Katnak, but you, you, it's, you're you're so darn close that I I rarely get that. So good job. So do you want the full names, or do you want me to just just uh, introduce you as your first names? No, just first names is fine for me. Greg. Yeah. yeah. Greg's fine. Yeah. Greg and Ross. Makes you more, um, well, I mean, you know, how can you get any more attractive for the listener anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Don't push it, Marv. Don't push it. <laughs> okay. Since it's so late, I'd normally have a good long chat beforehand, but I think we'll get into this show because my neighbours might be irritated too much otherwise. As it's ten past midnight here. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's see how we go. Um, okay, and this time I am very happy to say that I am joined by Greg and Louis. No, Greg. Martin. <laughs> That's an outtake. And. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. How was that? Great. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Lots hopefully, of fun. We can, hopefully we can do it again down the road and we can give you little updates on what's been going on with the network. That's, that'd be a great idea. I've, I've sent a message to Electrocast as well while we've been chatting and asked for them to place a li- send me wherever they want me to put links for themselves as well in the show notes. Oh, great. Thanks for awesome. doing that. That's cool. And... And I know to get you both on for any, you know, future stuff, Greg for film and possibly Russ for film and any music music related thing or anything, basically. Disney for Greg, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'll have to bring my daughter in for that one. Yeah, because, uh, yeah I, can, I can take the Disney, uh, possibly. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, uh, like I, so I, I am I have a smoker in the backyard and I uh, I'm I'm. Uh, I was hoping we'd be done by about six because I have to go outside and, or actually I have to start my Turkey uh, for tomorrow. We have Thanksgiving tomorrow. So, you know, we're, we're having a Turkey that's got to be done by noon. So I have to put it in tonight in the smoker and cook it overnight. So anything on, on smoking, cooking, I'm, I'm your guy. I'll come in. Yep. Next time we talk about barbecues, you're in there. I Uh love it. Uh, do you okay, have guys. an idea? Do you have an idea, Marv, of when this show will air? You'll be surprised to hear this one is coming out on Sunday. Oh, oh my wow. god, it's quick! It's very quick. I've just we've just moved house, so the last episodes I made were back in uh, October or the beginning of October. So I had a huge. Uh, cache of episodes and this past sunday i put out the last one that i'd got recorded so now i'm trying to catch up again and trying to get episodes done oh we look forward to hearing it will you all yeah. uh, pump it up on our social media as well okay thank you very much guys i'll let you get on with the smoking that turkey <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much mark thanks for okay. having us on take thank care you guys take care Bye-bye.